The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This episode of Shortcuts is a look at the events leading up to the release of the Brereton Report. It looked into allegations that members of our special forces committed war crimes in Afghanistan between 2005 and 2016. It'll also cover what we know about the report's findings and what happens now. Squeeze Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. Before we launch into this, Claire, it's probably a good idea just to quickly refresh our memories about the origins of the war in Afghanistan and Australia's involvement in it. It's a chapter in our history that starts with the 9-11 attacks in the US. Prime Minister at the time, John Howard, committed Australia to joining the US-led international coalition against terrorism by committing military assets and personnel to operations in Afghanistan. Those operations started in October 2001, just a little more than a month after those terror attacks on the US. The US-led action was known as Operation Enduring Freedom, and the first Australian soldiers to engage in that conflict was a contingent of about 200 special forces troops. They were part of the kickoff of what was called Operation Slipper. Operation Slipper was ongoing between 2001 and 2014 and it had several phases to it and changing commitments from the ADF, the Australian Defence Force. Ultimately, more than 33,000 members of the Defence Force, the Public Service and the Federal Police were deployed to Afghanistan and to the Middle East to serve in direct and support roles for Operation Slipper. And during that time, some of Australia's special forces, and we're specifically talking here about the SAS, the Special Air Services, and the 2nd Commando Regiments, were involved in combat roles in the fight against Al-Qaeda and the Taliban. It was a dangerous mission to, during that time, 41 ADF personnel were killed. Another 261 were wounded. Australia's also been involved in other missions around reconstruction and the training of Afghan soldiers. And that continues today. There are currently 80 members of the ADF in Afghanistan as part of Operation High Road. But its claims about alleged war crimes committed by Australian Special Forces soldiers whilst in Afghanistan between 2005 and 2016 that we're focusing on today. Let's take a look at that next. Claire, there's not a lot of clarity about the timeline to this, but what we know is that reports of misconduct and cultural problems from within our special forces were being made during the time frame in question. We've said it before, we'll say it again. That's between 2005 and 2016. And in mid-2015, there was enough concern to warrant a special report into the SAS and commando regiments, and that was undertaken by a military sociologist called Dr Samantha Cromfitz. Just in the last few days, she's spoken about that work for the first time. And she says that what started as an investigation into special forces culture and reputation developed into something else as she began to hear particularly disturbing allegations Mm. of potential war crimes. She said she's heard from the soldiers themselves about a fracture in the chain of command, junior soldiers getting too much autonomy and also the ability to conceal their behaviour. After her four-month investigation, the commissioning of the Inspector General's inquiry was set up. And that was led by New South Wales Justice Paul Brereton. He was uniquely placed to conduct that inquiry as a Major General in the Army Reserves. And four years later, a redacted version of that report has been released. 
And that's why it's called the Brereton Report. The incidents outlined in the report are not just a stain on the regiment, Claire, but on Australia. Chief of Defence Angus Campbell says he's accepted 143 recommendations made in that report after it alleged up to 39 prisoners and civilians were murdered by 19 current or former soldiers. And there was also cruel treatment of two Afghans. Yeah, there were 36 incidents in total and 25 Australian soldiers have been identified as committing offences or being accessories to them. Those Afghan civilians were mostly men and boys and General Campbell said that it's alleged that most of those murders were committed by SAS soldiers and it happened not in the heat of battle and not when our troops' lives were at risk but when soldiers involved were aware of their legal and moral responsibilities. So, in other words, no one has any excuses for doing the things that they claim to have done. The number of those killed could be higher than that. Mm. That's just what we know now. And this is the kind of information that Scott Morrison, only a week before this report was released, warned Australians they'd be quite shocked by. Lots of questions, Claire, have come from this about the culture of the special forces. General Campbell spoke about an environment of toxic competitiveness between the SAS and 2nd Commando regiments. And particularly in the SAS, he said that there was a self-centred warrior culture uh, and that focused on the power, authority and prestige of individuals. And it's a million miles away from their historic roots of service, excellence and humility. And General Campbell called character and culture out as the major areas of concern in this report. One of the problems was a culture of secrecy and cover-up of these alleged crimes. The report says some soldiers involved took weapons, radios and grenades not issued by the ADF, which would then be planted next to the bodies of Afghan civilians to suggest they were a threat. And there are also allegations that junior soldiers were required by their patrol commanders to shoot prisoners to get their first kill, and that was a practice known as blooding. There's a lot to unpick with this report. It's very grim reading. And how much the senior levels of the Special Forces knew is already something that's in focus. General Campbell said that those involved took significant steps to cover up their actions. But more broadly, he said that there were significant issues with command and governance and that the cultural issues that senior commanders knew about weren't addressed to prevent something like this from happening. But on who knew what about what went down, we'll find out probably a bit more about that as individuals are prosecuted. Before we get into what happens next, Ben Robert Smith won a Victoria Cross for his actions in Afghanistan. He's been mentioned as someone accused of war crimes, but the release of this redacted report doesn't give us any more insights into his situation or any others. No, it doesn't reveal any details like the names of the soldiers involved or any details about the alleged incidents themselves. And there's a lot more in it than just these alleged criminal acts. There's other administrative and disciplinary breaches that General Campbell says will be addressed. Yeah, divisions and individuals could lose their meritorious citations and medals for their part in this. And remember, it's not just murder that's been uncovered. There's varying degrees of failures of conduct that will be addressed. That's a whole lot to take in. Let's have a look now at what happens next. So just to get our bearings, Claire, the Inspector General's report, also referred to as the Brereton Inquiry, was set up to look into allegations of war crimes committed by Special Forces soldiers during the conflict in Afghanistan, but not to recommend criminal charges in any specific cases. 
That's right. And that was a big piece of work to do just to probe the allegations. And it's taken the Brereton inquiry four years to do that. And as we've just talked about, there's some shocking cases that need to be looked at through a lens now of whether or not to take legal action. And that's what's happening next. Prime Minister Scott Morrison got ahead of this and a week before the redacted report's release, he outlined the framework for taking this forward and that's the establishment of the Office of the Special Investigator and that will, as the name suggests, further investigate potential criminal conduct raised by Brereton's report. The office will sit within the Department of Home Affairs so it can call on the powers of the Australian Federal Police. It will also include AFP officers on its staff as well as State and Territory Police, legal counsel and support workers. Their job will be to investigate allegations, gather further evidence and, where appropriate, refer briefs to the Commonwealth Director of Public Prosecutions for consideration. The person who will hold the title of special investigator is yet to be announced. It's likely to be someone pretty senior in legal circles. Yeah, like a barrister or a retired judge. It'll be someone with extensive criminal law experience. And even then, it's going to be hard and it could drag on for some years to come. And that's because of the complex environment where the alleged crimes have been committed. And that's the theatre of war. And there's been significant criticism about the length of time this has taken already, Claire, particularly within the veteran and serving communities. When things drag out, it leads to rumour. For example, there's been talk about what might have happened, who might have been involved. And there are reports that it's taken a toll on the many soldiers who served in those regiments over the years and, of course, their families and loved ones. And that's why Prime Minister Morrison was at pains to say that we're talking about a small number of people who serve and that were involved here. And he said that our serving men and women are deserving of the respect and admiration in which they're held by the Australian people. And it's a respect that requires the highest standard of conduct. There's been services put in place to support the defence community through all of this. We'll pop those links in your episode notes. As you might imagine, it has and will continue to raise some dark and troubling issues for those who were there at the time. And of course, there's also concerns for those who served in other conflicts too. It definitely dredges up a lot of stuff for people. Yeah, and as we've talked about at length, at the heart of this issue is an issue of culture in our special forces that some say was marked by recklessness and elitism. To address that, the government has announced that it's going to set up a separate independent oversight panel that will ensure that the ADF drives the changes that it needs to make so that something like this doesn't happen again. And then, of course, there are questions about the support that's been offered to the families of the victims of the Afghans who are allegedly targeted by those Australian soldiers. The Australian government has been paying small amounts of compensation through what's called the Tactical Payment Scheme. That scheme allows the government to compensate Afghans, but also civilians from other places where incidents occur during the ADF's overseas operations without admitting any legal liability. We're talking about payments in the thousands of dollars, though, not tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars. Afghan's rights group wants Australia, though, to do more, and I'm sure there'll be more on this to come. It's calling for their citizens who have been affected by these alleged crimes to be included in the special investigators process. They say that's absolutely essential for justice to be properly served. And that's your shortcut to the alleged war crimes in Afghanistan. On to our recommendations. 
Claire, this can be really tough for ADF personnel to hear, as we've talked about. So in episode notes, we're including a link to the Defence All Hours support line on 1-800-628-036 or open arms on one 800 You've got a recommendation, however. I do. I got out of my podcast comfort zone and listened to a couple of episodes of Life on the Line. It's a podcast that's a collection of stories from Australian veterans, men and women, about their direct experience of war from World War II all the way through to now. And as someone with no military background, it's quite confronting, but it's something that I recommend for something a bit different. And that's all from us. If you'd like to recommend a squeeze shortcut to us, we can tackle whatever. We'll take it on, won't we, Claire? We'll give it a go. Shoot us an email to hello at thesqueeze.com.au. Until next week. 